You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I am Adam. I'm your designated host. And introducing at this time... A pair of wrestling dudes that, whether shaved or full of pubes, they know how to eat (laughs) between the legs of your mother, your drunk wrestling historians. (laughs) This is Eddie. Let us drink till thy asses are drunk. Who needs Sandman when you have Adam? This is Scott. Win if you can, lose if you must. But always drink. Adam, you've outdone yourself. Sincerely, I mean, yes. I mean, after uh, that uh, food recap uh, from a few episodes back, uh, you can now <laughs> picture me as Joel Gertner. So, yeah. Where's your neck brace, sir? Yeah, ne- next, e- next ECW uh, show, I expect you to wear a neck brace. Yes. With a bow tie on it. And to all you listeners, with an intro like that, it must be an ECW episode. But uh, welcome uh, to today's show, tonight's show, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, as a reminder, head over to whatamaneuver.net so you get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, especially because it's summer now, get the Python shown out, hoodies and onesies for the Drunk Mark and Drunk Marquette minis, whatamaneuver.net, buy a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Well, speaking of buying a fucking shirt, guess who bought a fucking shirt? Who bought a fucking shirt? Ethan. Ethan! Because we yelled at him over the PA at work and told him to buy a fucking shirt. (laughs) Technically, we told all of Walmart to buy a fucking shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Ethan was the only one that listened. Ethan, thank you so much, brother. We love you. With a story like that, you're awesome, man. Yep. (laughs) He just had to do it after that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I assume you got some beverages in hand. I'm drinking, um, I've had a shot of Jameson earlier. I had a little bit of a Cazadores, and I'm pouring my second glass of it right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Sophisticated. Glug, 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 glug. I thought you might be able to hear the ice crack. I'm drinking Cazadores Reposado. Nice, and I'm going back to the old school, blackened in water. Blackened back in the cabinet, so blackened in water is in my glass. It is hot as testicles out here. I got some water. And also, uh, I because there were chants of we want pizza in the middle of the show, <laughs> the intention was to get some Mexican pizzas. Oh, yes. I knew I this was Goddamn locations are sold out. I already, but I had two last week. In, Me but, too. But, but I have some Nachos Bel Guarante. Excellent. So what's everybody yeah. up to on the Mexican pizza count? Just real quick. I've only had two, and I was going to get one tonight, and I totally forgot about it. But since Adam said every place is sold out, I'm glad that I didn't bother to go there. Yeah, we've actually got a Taco Bell here in Tracy that's sold out of them, too. I'm up to four myself. 
Fuck. Damn. Dude, and you didn't even get it the first day because you were sick. I was sick. Actually, I missed three days being sick. Last week was fucked up. But I've missed three days being sick with the, the Mexican pizza now being out a full week. I'm already down four. So, so I'm you're doing averaging, my part. you're averaging one per healthy day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I got to well keep done. up this average through the end of the year. I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> I know. I know. You adore me. So Hopefully we- they'll get it restocked. Uh, we'll improve on our two uh eddie take it away yeah i got a couple quick notes um well ethan bought a shirt is the first one um i've gotten a couple tweets from a guy called Sh- i have no idea if this is his real name or I mean, it might be i don't know um shabihi kojo goldsby who has twice listened to the show in a bar which i just think is the coolest thing like i would have never thought to, it would never cross my mind to go to a <laughs> bar and listen to a podcast but if you're going to go to a bar and listen to a podcast, this is the one to listen to. Hell yeah. So um, if you, if you want to follow him, I didn't write down his actual handle, but just look for Behe Kojo Goldsby. You'll find him. Um, quick correction from a previous episode. Um, we talked about the cell, the cage being built at um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And we were like, when did they start lowering it? We thought 15 would have been the first time they lowered it. Technically, 15 would be the first time they lowered it, but they did lower the cell at Bad Blood 97. Ah, okay. Right? And but that wasn't all- a cage, per se. I know, I know, but the first time they rigged off the ceiling, you know. Got it. Um, so they probably did that, and they're like, dude, why don't we fucking do this for the cage? Yeah. I also had another correction for that match is um, we mentioned that you had said that the first time Stone Cold, Stone Cold and um, Vince's feud started the night Mike Tyson showed up. That's actually false, and I forget how I came across this, but the first time their feud started way before that. The first time Vince took a stunner was September 22nd, 1997. Oh, shit, because that was February 98, right? Or January 98? No, that was January, that was February 99. So almost a year and a half before that is when he took his first stunner. Wait a second. Yeah, that's when he first... The the dude the raw in Fresno was in ninety eight. It was right after Rumble ninety eight. No, I know, but the, it was but it was it would have been a good four months before that when he took oh, his right, first right, stunner. Right. Yeah, okay. they were already feuding, so it was several months. Well, sorry, I was saying it was way before the cage match. It was a year and a half before the cage match. It was like five months before the thing with Tyson. Okay, okay. So gotcha. we are off by that September twenty second, nineteen ninety seven, which was also Carissa's seventeenth birthday. As I always say, we're not always accurate. But we're always drunk. We're always drunk. <laughs> um, I, we got a review from um, G3Y3R, which Adam, we know him. Um, he just wrote, Oh, Chris. Awesome. Yeah. Just wanted to show some love for the Drunk Wrestling Podcast. Great show, except for the Tuesday in Texas episode. That's fair. That's, <laughs> that, that's accurate. That's very yeah, accurate. Yeah, that, that criticism <laughs> nobody likes. Nobody likes our tits. Yeah. <laughs> Started at episode 46, Marty the Party, but have binged all the older episodes. Keep up the great work and be like the Sandman and be drunk when you do it. Peace. <laughs> nice. And the last little note is a little trivia thing. Um, the last two recordings we did, somebody died during them. Taylor Hawkins died two recordings ago and Naomi Judd died the last recording. So I'm keeping my eyes on the news during this recording. Oh, dude. Isn't that kind of weird? Mm. We're like the Howard Stern of podcasts. Right. No, but that's when he goes on vacation, not when he's at work. Every time no, he goes no, on vacation, yeah, someone true. dies. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's that, which was kind of interesting. And uh, come on, Bob Newhart. <laughs> he's he's yeah. He's still no, my dead. No, 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 He's still no, my no. Deadpool Please, after 20 no. years. <laughs> and the last one is just like I always like to say hi to our international listeners. The UK Cape Verde, which I had to look that up on a map to know where it was. 
Germany, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, Poland, Switzerland, Australia, Mexico, Nepal, Argentina, Brazil, Israel, Italy, Norway, Ukraine, and that one dude in India who might have told some of his friends about us because we got like twice as many up, uh, downloads as we normally get in India. So, uh oh, networking. It's happening. He's catching up on something or, or he told someone about the show. So, thanks, you guys. His that ass one, called somebody. Yeah. That one dude in India is about to be those two dudes in India. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say that next time. Yeah, <laughs> and those two dudes in India. Yeah. For this week's episode, we are taking it back to the year of our Lord, 1998, at the Cobb County Civic Center in Marietta, Georgia. Welcome to ECW Russell Palooza. Kind of a weird place for it, right, Marietta, Georgia? Yeah, normally it's in Philly. And here we go over to Georgia. Look at them or, going worldwide. Or at least in the Northeast, you know, because I think one of them was in, um, didn't they do Asbury Park? Oh, Asbury I, yeah. Park, uh, yeah. somewhere outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, you're doing yeah. outside of your market areas, out, outside of Atlanta, but still, Philly is still one of your top five markets. Yeah, and so they didn't this have was... a major TV deal yet, right? They weren't on TNN. They weren't on TNN, but um, they were, I think at this point, they were still on the Madison Square Garden Network, but I think that channel was in certain places. Yeah, we didn't get it out here. Like, No, we never got it. We never got it until it was on TNN. Yeah, so it's impressive that they're starting to branch out already here in early 98. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're a year into doing pay-per-views, basically. Right, right. And they're like, fuck it, let's expand. So they go straight to Georgia, which is WCW territory. They didn't even go into like a kind of... That's right. They marketed it as we're in enemy territory. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I guess everything was enemy territory, even though they were friendly with WWE. But yes, but I mean, they went straight into the hometown of one of the big companies. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, so the, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, wow, I had no idea they went to Georgia that early on. Yeah. Well, this uh, episode starts with uh, Joey Styles to intro the show, or at least... Uh, edit it out uh, properly you can find this on Pacock he intros the show graphics blah 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 and we go into our first match it is a tag team match with the FBI with Tommy Rich taking on the Blue Meanie and Supernova Eddie you love this I couldn't be happier there's not a better <laughs> fucking way to kick off a show than with the Blue than with the not the Blue Meanie that the idiot. fucking FBI um, the FBI <laughs> Fucking disrespectful you, ass crowd with their where's my pizza chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Very, very racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what I should have said to the drive through people. Like, we're out of Mexican pizza. Where's my pizza? Where's my pizza? Where's my pizza? <laughs> yeah, so when you suggested doing this, this was your idea to do the show, Scott. Um, when you suggested it, I immediately looked up what the matches were. But then it was like several weeks before I watched it and I didn't look him up again. I completely forgot that FBI opened the show. And then I was so... That's one of the great things about having a fucked up memory is you're surprised again at things. <laughs> so it was like a wonderful surprise. I was so happy. And they, they came out and I was just like... I wrote in my notes, I fucking love this. Not the meanie dancing, but I love the, I love the Italian flag. I love the dancing. I love the music. Everything about FBI's presentation is just so great. Yeah, wait till you get Alzheimer's, dude. You're going to have a blast. <laughs> you're gonna love it oh yeah <laughs> every day's a new day <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fuck <laughs> fucking dance contest in this match dude come on 
Yeah, so, okay, let's just get right into it. Uh, well, Nova was from Silicon Valley? What the fuck was that? Build from Silicon Valley. I didn't, even, I didn't even look up who it, who this is. Let me see. Dude, it's Simon you Dean. Don't, you don't know who Nova is? You don't recognize him? That's Simon Dean, dude. That's Simon Dean? The Simon system. The Simon Dean, baby! Hell yeah! You didn't, <laughs> you didn't recognize him without the segue. No. <laughs> and the workout bag. Adam's still <laughs> eating his nachos, dude. This is great. <laughs> I love this show. This is why I keep wanting to make a do a video like uh, uh you know like put this on YouTube because yeah like people need to see this. <laughs> oh, by the Devouring way, thanks to our in progress. By the way, thanks to our TikTok followers. Somehow recently the TikTok blew up like in the last month. We have like fifteen hundred fucking followers, and I never even really tried to get followers on there. It just TikToks were goddamn ridiculous, dude. But hey, God I, bless them for getting us followers. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, we need to start trying to make a little more content to kind of you know do something cool because I put a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think I need to start paying more attention to the TikTok. Well, so. I mean, look, we're all three going to be together on Sunday, drinking, having some ribs, enjoying some barbecue. That's true. You know, maybe we can make a couple TikToks. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd let's, be fun. Let's do and it. And if your ass comes out, Eddie, hey, we're sorry. That's just how things go. It happens. It does happen. Um, yeah, so in the middle of the match, Tommy Rich calls for a dance contest. <laughs> Normally, I would fucking hate this, but Tracy Smothers is just so funny. I love it. He's so entertaining, you know, dude. Yeah, like if at some point, at some point, we're probably gonna do a pay per view, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh fuck, man, there's a dance contest. This fucking sucks." When you guys hear it, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm probably being a bit hypocritical, but I love, I love everything Tracy Smothers does. I don't care if it's a dance con- contest. I don't care what it is. It's fucking funny. It was a fun slapstick sequence, gimmicky slapstick sequence in the middle of it, because even John Finnegan got involved. Right, well, and it bit- fits into an opening match, right? Like it's a comedy match. It's to get the crowd warmed up into the show. Everybody's just tuning in on pay per view. This is the per- perfect leadoff batter. This is like the Ricky Henderson of leadoff matches, right? Like this. <laughs> this is what you want at the start of your show. You get the crowd warmed up. You get them into it. You have a dance contest. They're into it with the pizza chance. The referees involved. It's a good time all around. You show it what it's all about. Absolutely, yeah, really. And typically, I think the comedy batch goes on second or later. But in this one, yeah, I'll make an exception. I think this exactly was the perfect way to start off the show. If it's yeah, it's, perfect and it's because it's because, like you said, it got the crowd so involved. Absolutely, it yep. really heated them up. Yep. Um, and yeah, like Adam said, Finnegan slammed Guido, I think, and he goes to pin him, and then Tracy it's goes for a splash onto Finnegan, <laughs> misses him, and splashes Guido. You know, does that silly old like '80s tag team spot, but with the referee. Which is great. Like just, yeah, being caught or being caught doing the moves on your own guy, uh, that grabbing hands and double elbow. Finnegan gets caught in the moment and covering it. Wait, I'm a ref. Can I do this? Right. But what's really good about this is after that, they go into a regular match. Like suddenly it's not right. a comedy match anymore. There's a bit of, yeah. you just can't not laugh at Nunzio or uh, Guido and Tracy. But it becomes a regular tag team match where they're doing all the reg- the old school classic, the stuff that um, FTR does now. Right. You know, drawing the other guy into the ring, um, which makes no sense in ECW because you don't even really have to. For some reason, in ECW, you have to tag. But other, apart from that, you can do anything you want. But even then, at the end of the match, it doesn't matter if the guy who got tagged last pins someone. They'll still count. You know what I mean? Some of, the, some of those heel things, they still are effective as far as getting a crowd riled up. Even later they, in the match, there was like, I forget what, when it was, there was a double count. But somebody had right. to be established in. Right. But there, yeah, that stuff doesn't really make any sense in ECW, but it's still House entertaining rules. to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Look, props to the Georgia crowd too, because at ringside there were two kids sitting there that they had a, a sign that said Hat Man Youth, and they were dressed like Hat Guy. Okay. Philadelphia ECW. I saw the kids, but I didn't see the sign. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, Hat Man Youth. Two guys dressed as Hat Man. Like, dude, this is 1998, right? Do you like, think they, they obviously to... watched the previous pay per views. They knew what the fuck was up. Do you think props they go to, to that Georgia crowd? Like, do you think they're regular Hat Man now? Because they're not youths anymore? Like, do you think they go to indie shows in Georgia? Yeah, the original hat man is maybe passed on. So these right. guys carry that legacy forward. Yeah. They'll pass it on to their kids to be yeah. a hat man youth. <laughs> the original cosplayers. <laughs> exactly, dude. Nobody's dressing up as Faith No More guy, but goddammit, hat man has a following. Well, maybe I should do that at WrestleMania. I've got the hair. Yeah, all you need is sunglasses. Yeah, I could drop a couple pounds. But uh, other oh, than that, that. That's no fun. Yeah. Nobody enjoys that. Well, I'll be Faith No More guy now. <laughs> right. <laughs> he probably looks like shit, too. <laughs> like Thor from the yeah. last fucking Endgame. <laughs> He's like, fuck uh, it. <laughs> so I think Meanie and Nova try to shoot both guys into each other, but they sort of fuck up the timing, and the Guido just sort up. of runs into Meanie. Yeah. That was a little embarrassing. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and then Meanie ends up missing a moonsault. Guido hits him with the flag, which I love that the weapon is always a flag. And, um, but Nova hits Guido with Nova cane and pins him. Well, you know, that, that fuck up that you mentioned, I don't think it was as big of a deal because they made a big deal. I should say Joey Styles made a big deal about how this was Meanies and uh, Nova's first shot at a major pay-per-view match. That's true. So you can kind of write that off as, okay, they've built this up as their first match. This is nerves. They fuck up. It happens. But it was a strong right. enough finish to where you're like, ah, fuck it. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the first match. Me too. I love the first match. It was great. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong with, and I'm not a big Meanie fan. Um, Nova, I like more than, than Meanie. But, I mean, I love FBI. But, yeah, it was it was a great match. It was. It really was, dude. Also, Meanie. Uh, Blue Mini and the crowd do uh, YMCA hand gestures uh, after the win. <laughs> oh, right, right. So for, the, so for the first time in a while, we're off to a good start with an ECW pay-per-view. Yes, sir. In a while. <laughs> in a while. There's a video package of Just Incredible and Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah. And, and then we see Nicole Bass. <laughs> This is where I paused the show. Well, took my pants off. <laughs> I don't know if y'all. I mean, y'all couldn't see that. Um, seeing Eddie on Facetime, he's doing the Clay Thompson snarl right now. But it's dis- <laughs> but it's such disgust. I could see. I don't get that joke. Sports. Uh, <laughs> Sports. That is our segue to the next match, which is just incredible with Jason and Chastity versus Mikey Whipwreck. Let's not forget we're coming off of a pay-per-view where Just Incredible fucking lost to Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Also, I, in you know, what I, other fucking world is Mikey Whipwreck a star? No world. Dude. No world. He was never a star after ECW. Look, let me just point out right off the bat here. Is Paul Heyman a fucking genius that he made stars out of guys that otherwise would have been scrubs in other federations? Like, no offense to Taz, but... I mean, he's not a monster, but the way Paul Heyman booked him and made him look, that dude was a fucking monster. And then you get to Mikey Whipwreck, who held victories over countless talents to the point where on this show, Joey Styles is talking about how Stone Cold Steve Austin got the Stone Cold Stunner from this fucking guy. Yeah. It's like, dude, the genius in Paul Heyman is incredible. 
The way yeah, he marketed he, his guys is unbelievable. He knew how to book an underdog because if I remember Fuck right, yeah. Mikey Whipwreck for like a year or something didn't even hit anyone with a move. Yes. Right? Like he had yes. no moves. Like he never, he would just get in and get destroyed. Right. And he got the people behind him. It was sort of like um, Ty Gillinger where he never won, but the people got behind him, but Ty would actually be competitive. Yes. So it was like an extreme version of that. Uh, uh, pardon the pun. But it, it was sort of like that. Like, I'm just going to have this guy get his ass whipped until the people get behind him. And it, for yeah. whatever the fucking reason it worked, he comes out with the fucking the weird shorts and the uh, dragon shirt from Spencer's. And people liked it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this pay-per-view is wearing a fucking Galactus shirt. A Galactus shirt, yeah. <laughs> like, right, he looked, like a guy, he looked like a guy you'd run into like at the comic book shop. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, you wanted to see him beat beat someone up. And Dude, then like did 50 it, more pounds, it. he's comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> 50 more pounds and a lot less hair. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, in what other world is this guy a star? Paul Heyman fucking made this guy a star to the point where he actually ended Just Incredible's undefeated streak. That's mm-hmm. that's unbelievable to me. So this match actually had some weight to it. It yeah. meant something. Second match right. in the card, that's kind of the kiss and, a kiss of death in the pay-per-view world. But this mm-hmm. match meant something. Yeah, so I thought the, the placement of the match was really good. Absolutely, yes, it was. Yeah, so um, Mikey charges the ring and attacks Justin right away like just boom just Justin comes to the ring first Mikey as soon as he comes out comes through the curtain charges him Hot tosses start. him to the floor yep he shoots Justin into into the barricade as hard as I've ever seen <laughs> into that kid yeah and he, <laughs> right he shoots the barricade moves like four feet hits a kid in the knees <laughs> then he gets tossed over it onto the kid's lap and I was like Velveteen Dream would be so jealous <laughs> damn <laughs> Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> god bless you. Hey, Velveteen, put it on the tee for me. You know. <laughs> um, Mikey goes for a side Russian leg sweep from the from the apron, and he gets it reversed, and he hits the barricade, which was gnarly as shit. Might have been a little old for Velveteen. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was at least eleven. Um. <laughs> Um, and that's when Joey starts mentioning that Mikey beat Stone Cold's ass. And these guys are beating the fuck out of each other. And the crowd is chanting, she's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Stay classy, Georgia. Also, half the crowd is wearing fucking Stone Cold shirts. Oh, and I didn't Joey Styles that. is Yeah, and fucking Joey Styles is talking about how this guy basically handed Stone Cold his finishing move. And that was just funny to me. Like, you're talking about the biggest star on the planet. Right. And they're like, nah, nah, Wipey Ripwreck. Mikey yeah. Whipwreck's the man. Yeah, it's Mikey. <laughs> the genius of Paul Heyman, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin puts a chair in Mikey's face and then runs and smashes his ass into it. Then he picks him up and power bombs him onto said chair, which was pretty cool. Um, then we get a Justin asshole chant, which is one of the most, cle- it's gotta be the most, Justin Credible's the most clever name of all time. It Justin is, asshole probably. might be the most clever chant. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yes, maybe. Right? It's great. I love it. <laughs> they hated him. <laughs> oh, he, dude, they did. I mean, he had legit heat. Yeah, because he was think, an asshole. No, he totally did. But then looking at his trio that came mm-hmm. down to ringside, it was him, Chastity, and Jason. Yeah, you think that the crowd would t- would hate Jason the most? Right. I did. That green chartreuse shirt, whatever he was wearing. Right, right. Yeah, the Come club on. shirt. 
Oh, God. Yeah. No, I know. And you see Jason and Chastity together and you're like, are we going to shoot a porn scene? God willing. Right? Because they both look like porn stars from that era. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole Bass in the mix. You're like, let's do this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're outside and I notice there's a sign that says blow goats. <laughs> and I have no idea what that means. Is that like a, um, like a noun? Like it's a type of goat, a blow goat? I think it's an order. Or is it an order? Right. Is it a command? Or is it an... Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have goats, sir? <laughs> right. Yeah. The person didn't bring the goat. <laughs> if they were a Wrigley Field, they would not be allowed to bring a goat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk bring fact. the cubbies into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jason puts Mikey on a table. Justin's going to jump on uh, uh, onto him off the barricade. But then Mikey gets up and throws a chair at him, and the chair goes right over him and hits a fan in the face. <laughs> did you see that? That, I that did. hit flat I, on. I, dude, I rewound it like four times. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> that would have been great if it hit Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> Take Vlad out. Yeah. Yeah, they could have put that in the Vlad documentary that apparently is never coming out. Yeah, exactly. Remember that? That was like a year ago. Yeah, dude. What happened to that? I have no fucking clue. There was a lot of interference in this match to the point where it got excessive and you're like, okay, is mm -hmm. somebody coming to help Mikey or is he on this on it? So apparently nobody in the locker room likes Mikey Whipwreck because he went at this match in his own. And there was hella interference. Like, that's a California term. Hella right. interference. Yeah. Right, Justin gets in and he goes for a kick. He misses Mikey by like four feet. Yeah, then Mikey hits a that too. Yeah, right. And then Mikey hits Chastity from the top with a whippersnapper, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goes into the, this with a leg injury. Let's point that out, too. Right, right. He had an injured leg. Yeah. Um, then to get into the finish, I love the finish. Mikey goes for a tombstone on the chair, but Justin reverses it into his own tombstone onto the chair. One, two, three. Yep. I This match was so good. This is the best ECW match I've seen since the first pay-per-view, and maybe I liked it more than any of the ones on that pay-per-view. I'd have to go back and compare. But it was just, a, it was a perfect match. They came out, it was 10, 12 minutes. It wasn't a long match. They did just the right amount of hardcore stuff. There was nothing where I thought someone was going to get killed. And it ended the way it should have. You get dropped on your head on a chair, you should get pinned. There was, there was no kicking out of this, kicking out of that like ECW was known for. Um, they got in, did their shit, and got the fuck out of there. I, I thought it was perfect. It was a perfect match. Well, I think so, too, because they booked Mikey Whipwreck like the ultimate, as you mentioned earlier, Eddie, the ultimate underdog. Mm -hmm. Because he had no help in this match. But right. the interference was constant. Yeah. Right? Jason, Chastity, both interfering in the match for Justin, ultimately helped him get the win. And nobody came to help Mikey. It just further cemented his underdog status, put the crowd further behind him, even with a loss, I thought. And it didn't make him look weak. Exactly, yes. He you came know? away from this. You're like, oh... That was the other thing. It felt like he only, beat, fault. he only beat him by one move. Yes. It was competitive. Exactly. And there was yeah. no way you were, he was going to, like, how could he win that match? You yeah. Know? Both, guys, it, it, both guys came out looking strong. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought it was a perfect match. All right. Uh, Joey Styles uh, gets some company up in uh, his uh, station. Uh, he has Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney. Two of the most attractive people that could uh, visit you. And Axel <laughs> looks particularly menacing in that Dr. Evil shirt. <laughs> and balls in his jean skirt. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, yeah. I saw those skirts and that shirt and I was like, these two mean business. 
don't know what kind of business, but they do mean it. (laughs) Apparently the whole roster shops at Spencer's. (laughs) (laughs) That is the segue into the next match. Uh, It ends up being for the ECW Tag Team Championship. The best of friends, Lance Storm and Chris (laughs) Candido. They are the champions. Uh, Taking on Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney. This was such a brilliant fucking pairing. It was. Candido and Storm. Like, I've never put myself over as, like, a big Candido fan because I'm not. Yeah, me either. But this, this pairing where they basically hate each other's guts, but they're forced to defend the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. They come down to the ring originally together, but Candido turns around and goes back because he wants his own entrance. So now you're starting to develop the fan favorite in Lance Storm. And the shit heel in Candido. Yes. Candido, in this entire match, played his role to a T. He played it perfectly. Yeah, and Candido walking back to get his own entrance is the most I've ever liked Candido. I totally agree with you, dude. That was perfect. Oh, perfect. so good. Yeah, so the reason they hate each other is because Candido, for whatever reason that I would know if I watched the show back then, um, and the video package did nothing to inform me, is that Candido for some reason thinks that Storm is fucking Sunny, which right. is kind of ironic because Bret Hart was fucking Sunny. Mm. Mm. You're sure it wasn't our judicial system? <laughs> no, the judicial system's taking great care of Sunny <laughs> up until recently. <laughs> Been very friendly toward her. Just kidding. It's alcohol. No, go ahead, driver. Go ahead, drive around without a license. It's okay. It's fine. As What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I was like, okay, good show so far. Let's hope Axel and Balls don't ruin it. <laughs> God damn it. Well, they weren't, they weren't the hierarchy or they weren't the featured team in this tag team match. No, but I was like, I mean, if anyone can ruin a good show, it's these fucking two morons. Dude, but, one um, of the biggest guys I know is Carl. In the okay. 90s, did Carl ever wear jean shorts that were ripped up the sides? No, but he did wear shirts from Spencer's. <laughs> <laughs> what was Balls going for in his look? That seriously I have no looked idea. like a jean skirt. I never understood that. Yeah, it's like, it's so, okay, so for anyone who's never seen these two clowns, it's like cut off jeans, which is what I used to wear at a school all the time. Like I'd cut off, I'd cut the legs off last year's jeans. And so it was like cut off jeans, but then they would cut like slices up the sides of them to turn into like a, like a carrion cross, like gladiator dick cover. Right. Right. It was ridiculous. They looked like, I mean, I guess they, I guess their gimmick was they were homeless. <laughs> and they really liked metal. Jean they were the two, clad gladiators. Yeah. Their, their gimmick was they were the two homeless people with food. <laughs> I don't that know. enjoyed hitting people with chairs. Yeah, they went homeless because they were addicted to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, Balls takes, they go to the outside of the ring. Balls takes the softest fall I've ever seen over the top rope. It's like Hugo Savinovich falling out of the ring. Um, <laughs> and he gets out, he smashes both guys into the barricade, but then he holds them both for Axel to do a flip over the top. And I was like, that's the way you do a flip out of the ring on the two guys. You have your partner fucking hold them both because right. it makes sense. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense to flip on your partner, 
but it's way better than two guys like pretending they're like like they've got stars circling their head like fucking uh uh king hippo or something you know what i mean <laughs> right <laughs> yes um and then Candido does a standing suplex to Axel and holds him up for a long time. Impressive, right? Yeah, how strong was that little motherfucker? Dude, that... Well, I mean, like, if you ever... Somebody may have actually made this joke before. Candido kind of looks like a steroid. I think that was me. That was you. I'm Dude, pretty sure... I said that I, about someone. I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah. Watching this match, that, that phrase rang true. I'm yeah. looking at Candido like, holy shit... Right, right. This dude is juiced. So he's yeah, he's he's the smallest person in the world and also the biggest person in the world. Right, right, right. Yeah, so the fact that he could do this isn't really a surprise, but the right. fact that he did it on a pay-per-view, it looked fantastic. It did. Yeah. That was really cool. Um Balls ends up clearing house and then Sunny does a run and slaps him. Yeah, she hits the ring. Thank God not with her car. <laughs> oh fuck. Damn. <laughs> And we see some mega power shit start to go down. Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about Sonny in jeans and a tank top, which I'm not used to seeing her in. But um Well, surprisingly, everybody everybody made it out of the ring alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is cruel. Oh my god. Um ball <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I didn't I meant to bring this up earlier. You told me 2 days ago you didn't want to watch this show. Dude. I after suggesting this show. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I got to say, dude, you fucking, you came through on this one for a show you didn't want to do. You've done a fine job of picking out the... <laughs> I. <laughs> All right, well, look, let's lean into that, okay? Okay, like, okay. Go- you sort of alluded to this earlier. I did. So going back and watching the ECW pay-per-views after their first one, which I love. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. Everyone after that, really, it's like Fruit Strike gum. It kind of lost its flavor. Right. Right, and I've gone back and watched these, and they haven't really stood up. But where I'm drawing the inspiration from is really listening to you talk about this mm-hmm. and how much you're enjoying it. And as I'm remembering watching the show, like, okay, so it, it's it's not as, I don't want to say bad, but I don't want to say that I suffered through watching this, but like... I don't know, man. Maybe like later on, ECW just doesn't stand up to me as much as it did way back in 98. Like, look, mm-hmm. all respect to ECW for what it was in the late 90s. And and I alluded to it earlier. Paul Heyman is a fucking genius. But right. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not as big of an ECW fan as I thought going back and watching these. But at the end of the day, the matches are a lot of fun. Yeah. They really, the, the matches are a lot of fun. You go back and watch the pay-per-view, they're fun. Right, but you're not going to get a lot of classics, right? Right. It's it's, it's just different. It's that alternative. Yeah, I agree. And I think I said on the last episode that I feel like the rose-colored glasses are off. Yes, totally, dude. You nailed it. Yes. But this show, for the most part, this show sort of, I don't know how to say it, um... I guess it changed my mind, you know what I mean? Because I felt like this was a really good show. And we're only three matches into it. So we got yeah. a long way to go. And not the whole show was good. But I yeah, felt, we'll I feel, too. I definitely feel like now I'm looking forward to watching the next ECW pay-per-view. Like this one was kind of like, uh, fuck, is it going to suck? But yeah. I sort of, I've mentioned this before. One of my goals for the show was to watch all of the ECW pay-per-views. So I was like, okay, let's stick with it. And kind of, I actually thought for a minute, what if we start watching them in reverse from the last one? when the roster's totally different and see if they're any better. 
But this one was really good, so now I'm hopeful for the next one. Yeah, overall, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. I, I guess that's how I'd rate it is not too bad. But just not too bad. To, yeah, it wasn't good too enough. Bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Moving on. Um, anyway, Balls has a chair. Storm hits a springboard drop kick to the uh, to the chair into Balls' face. He goes for a pin. Candido hits Storm with the same chair, and then he tosses him off, and he pins Balls for the win. So I thought that was a really good way to finish Steals it. the like, pinfall from your own opponent. The champions held the titles, right, and exactly the heel, the, like you said, the guy who you can see is going heel, um, steals the win for the baby face. Playing his role perfectly. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they fight to the back after the match. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. So I thought it was a good match. I thought the Sunny run-in didn't make a lot of sense. I thought Sunny should have just been out there the whole time. That would have made more sense. Like, why was she in the back? If she's there, why isn't she at the ring? Well, you had to do that mega power shit, right? Like, oh, well, yeah, he's got lust in his eyes for my my wife or whatever. Yeah, but Elizabeth was at the ring the whole time at the, at that main event. Oh, that's true. That's you true. know, I mean, there was no reason Sonny should. It just like there was no logic to it to me. You know, like it was, I guess it was just to surprise everyone. Yeah, but yeah. it just seemed weird. You know, she should have been out there to Saint at the, the whole time. Never mind that I wanted to look at her the whole time. Well, it but, was ninety eight. Right, it was ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So after that, Adam. Uh, so by this point, the, there are no Hall of Famers per se, but to make it well, yeah, mania like, they have famous Georgia wrestlers. Well, there are Hall of Famers. The Hall of Fame started in '94, I think. Or, but but there are no Hall of Famers here. The Sonny was a Hall of Famer. Wrestlepalooza. <laughs> It's well, like, there were no Hall of Famers yet. Yeah, they're still young in their history. So, yeah, yeah they just wanted to do something ceremony-like in comparison. Yeah, so he brings a bunch of old-school guys yeah. out. Um, Bring- he brings out JYD, who, at this point... He, he looks grabbed like he- them cakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like the dad from Good Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just looked... He doesn't even look, like, recognizable. And he apparently cut himself shaving. Because he yeah, had he like, cut a, yes, right. He had like a Kleenex on his face. Yeah, he had a Kleenex on. His, dude, he looks like a retired dad. Like he said, "Fuck it." Yeah, I'm rolling in my sweatpants, my good yep. t-shirt, and my tennis shoes, and I'm happy camper. I'm giving up. I'm going comfortable. That's it. That's yeah. it. And that's what JYD he did. That God bless him. Yeah. Also, got then you get uh, Dick Slater, Dirty Dick Slater. You get supposedly the mass superstar, but we don't really know. Yeah, was that Axe? I don't know. Could have been anyone. And then you get Bullet Bob Armstrong, and when he comes to the ring, someone yells Road Dog sucks at him. I did not hear that. Oh my yeah. god. That's it was like fucking right, rude. It was like a dude in the front row. You could kind of tell it was so close. <laughs> it was like right when he walked by him, Road Dog sucks. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> After that, then there's another in ring segment because you do these back-to-back without a match in between. Uh, Joey intros ECW champion Shane Douglas by listing off his injuries. Like the way Michael Buffer uh, lists off accomplishments. Uh, Joey Styles <laughs> listed off his assorted injuries that he has coming yeah, up. Yeah, and this really could have been a backstage interview. 
there was no reason Dude. this had to come to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two and then back Shane, to back in ring promos. Yeah. And yeah. Shane just cutting a promo on wrestlers who don't work there because fucking why not? I guess. Dude, it was a dog whistling promo. That's all this fucking was. It really was. Yeah. I was like, I fucking represent the ECW and fucking Shawn Michaels fucking sucks and this yeah. and that. I'm hurt. Let me mention guaranteed contracts, WWE, Shawn Michaels, trashing the IC title, CNN, WCW, Dick Flair, who's sucks Bischoff's ass and how I'm wrestling hurt. My ingrown toenail is fucking killing me. Like that was his whole fucking promo, dude. And it was bullshit. Fucking dog whistling and it's garbage. I had that. Well, I, I had that. Well, in my I notes. found the teaser for this episode. <laughs> um, dude, this is a whole interview. Also, Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. Also, is he starting to look like a pug? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, if you tell me his pet at home is a pug, I'm gonna fucking die. I have no idea, but I would be surprised. Like, yeah, like he's like, yeah, like how dog owners become, they look like their pets. He looks like a blonde pug. Like, if you're gonna find a blonde fucking pug. Wait, you mean he's starting to look like Francine? He looks like that dog. What's that little pug dog from that Marvel movie? He looks like that fucking (laughs) Francine. (laughs) How dare you? How dare I? How dare you? Shame on me. Um, And then Taz comes out cosplaying as the American Badass. <laughs> yeah, but he's like five foot two. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's two feet shorter than the Undertaker. He's in like he's got like the bandana on his head and the black tank yes. top and like the baggy jeans. I was like, what the fuck? He's like the American. Like, did the Undertaker rip off Taz? Yeah, but then he goes face to face with Douglas and he's lost like a foot on him. <laughs> right. Like, damn, dude. Like Paul Heyman made this guy a fucking star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no yeah, offense totally. to Taz, like at all, but. Fuck, I mean, man. Taz had the skills, but yeah, right. Yes. He's a guy like, I mean, look, he showed up being four foot eight in WWE and nothing ever happened with him. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of five foot two guys that can have fantastic matches, but how many of them are fucking stars like Taz? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Vince, yeah. Didn't see, Vince didn't see it. He said, put him in a booster seat behind the SmackDown fucking desk. <laughs> it worked out. I love that visual. Still, do, still doing it today. <laughs> um. So then I realized it's not a match, but Taz still taps him out. Like, I thought this was going to be the match. He immediately puts him in Taz mission, taps him out because he's he's supposedly severely injured. And it's not a match anyway, so why not tap out? Yeah. Then Bam Bam comes in and jumps Taz, and I was like, where's Teddy Long to say, tag team match player? Tag team match player. There's also some, some chick in a white dress that came to help along with security. And, yeah, uh, and only like, to have uh, Candido spit blood on her dress. Like, what'd you think was oh, gonna yeah. happen? <laughs> Why didn't you come and, in with your security shirt and equipment? Yeah, I haven't seen whites get messed up in a ring like that since Maria Menounos at WrestleMania. <laughs> and, and there's your clip for next season's intro. There you go. <laughs> um, Cross tapping, chanting, you tapped out to the guy that they're trying to get sympathy on. That's yeah, right. I right. love that. Yeah, easy, you just, those ECW fans, they're the biggest heels in the fucking company. Dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So then apparently we have a totally different match. Oh, really Really quick before that, uh, in the middle of it, he says like, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you will tell your kids grandkids and your great great grandkids you watch the greatest superstar do you get great great grandkids in 50 years 
<laughs> in, in, in Georgia, you do. Oh! oh. oh. Ooh, our apologies to fans in Georgia. The views expressed by Eddie do not necessarily reflect those of the panel. Ouch. Yeah, let's just move on then. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> when do you? <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, and we're over 100 episodes. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, I think uh, this is 104. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. <laughs> that is the segue into the next match. Bam Bam Bigelow versus New Jack. So they get started and Bam Bam is in control for a minute. But then New Jack puts a Godzilla toy on Bam Bam's dick and hits it with a hockey stick. Dis now, be fucking spectful. Let me repeat that. Bam Bam is in control until New Jack puts a Godzilla toy on his dick and hits it with a hockey stick. Hmm. This as is a, a wrestling col- match. As as a toy collector, I'm highly disgusted. <laughs> yeah, what do you think that Godzilla toy would be worth now? <laughs> Did you get a good look at it? Like, you know what I mean? Could a you, Godzilla like, toy or that it? particular Godzilla toy? <laughs> look, we're talking probably 150, but the fact that it touched Bam Bam's dick and a oh, crutch right. held by New Jack, we're talking easy 350. Two dead guys, right? Right. You can't you you can't make another one of those. Yeah, you can't put value on that. Come on, I'm talking at yeah. least 350. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, they get outside the ring and New Jack takes a chair shot to the head and I think he got color hard way did he? I think so yeah because he was fucked up dude it was very clear he was not all there for the remainder of the match and do you know what's the best way not to get color hard way? by using the lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped <laughs> that's right the lawnmower 4.0 and I know I do this a lot but I'd like to talk about my balls because support for drunk wrestling history is he brought does. to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DRUNKWRESTLING, one word, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. And the reason I'm saying it's a good way to not get color hard way is because the Lawnmower 4.0 features their cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. So there is this is a very comfortable, smooth, safe way to trim your balls. And you should see Scott's balls right now. They look great. They really do. They're they're drawn a little tight right now, but they are very smooth. Thanks <laughs> I can't to Manscaped. see them, but I'm taking his word for it. <laughs> and your favorite part about it, your favorite part about it is the 400K LED spotlight. Oh, I love it, dude. It's like going through the forest with a flashlight like <laughs> at night you need to see where you're going where you're cutting what you're doing and this thing man as i've said many times before i never knew i needed a light on my trimmer until i had a light on my trimmer it gets and then it, it turns out to be your favorite part of it exactly yeah it, it it gets you where you need to go it gets all the nooks and crannies you make sure all everything is coming off and I've never had any nicks, any experience, bad experiences with the Manscaped trimmer. I love it. I've been using it for a few years now. I've never once had an issue. And I actually like the new trimmer better than their previous version. The base is better. It's got a USB-C charger on it. It feels a little bit smoother than the previous one. And again, never had any sort of issues with it. I love this thing. And it's waterproof. Even better. Which is a big plus. Yeah, and you get that if you buy the performance package 4.0, that's one of the many things that comes with it. In addition to that, you also get the weed whacker, the uh, nose and ear hair, tr- ear hair trimmer. I use I mine all not the time. Su- 
You're not supposed to be pulling your hairs out. This is actually a really good way of utilizing that. Totally. Right, it gets them out gently. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't yank them out. You're not tearing up while you're while you're doing it. Yes, very much so. It makes a big, big difference. And I've never once, again, used it for a few years now and never once had an issue with it. Right, yeah, it does a great job. It also has the... Um, advanced skin safe technology. So that's why that makes that's what makes both of these products so great. You also in this package get the crop reviver toner and the crop preserver ball deodorant. The deodorant, you put that on first thing out of the shower, you're going to feel great, you're going to smell great, and the toner, if you just need a little freshening up later on in the day, you've been out outside all day, you've been at a volleyball practice, you've been <laughs> on a construction site like me, you've been working in manholes. You hit 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 <laughs> you hit that up and it's gonna freshen you right up and you're gonna feel great. You yep. feel like back to normal. It'll keep your manhole smelling fresh. It really will. And you also get the manscaped boxers, which I love these boxers. These are like I got into wearing um like compression shorts type underwear last year. And I've been wearing those so, so since then and they just feel great. But these are like other level that. They're a little shorter, a little snugger. They just keep everything right where it needs to be. No bat wings, nothing. <laughs> they fit great. They feel they're the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn. Yes, yeah, super and I comfy. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and you get all this in the shed travel bag, which is cool. You could take it with. You, I don't think you're gonna carry your boxers in the travel bag. That'd be kind of odd if you're on, if you're uh, on vacation. You just throw that in with with your other boxers that you bought in addition to this because you're gonna love them that much. Yep. But you get to carry it all with you in one convenient bag. You can fit some other stuff in there too. Your deodorant will fit in there, whatever. Yeah, it's a nice little with travel your... bag. It is. It's a really nice travel bag. I think it's some kind of nice fabric too. It's it's a really good bag. And and that's it. That's what you get with, with the Manscaped 4.0 package. They really do love your balls. They they love Momos as much as I do. And you just it's unbelievable how smooth. I'm I'm as smooth as a hard-boiled egg down there right now. Too hard, smooth, too hard. Cleanup is a breeze with the cleanup brush that pairs up with it. That helps, especially right? with the uh, guiding blade. Use it on that, and use it on the on the lawnmower 4.0 itself. Easy cleanup. Just you don't have to worry about any messes uh, afterwards, unless you're Scott and you want to leave some sprinklings on. Yeah, seasoning, as right? I call it. Yes, seasonings. <laughs> that was the word you used. Like a cast iron skillet, right? Got to keep it seasoned. There you go, right, or a smoker. Yes. So if you want to get all this and you want to take care of your balls as well as we take care of ours, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRUNKWRESTLING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DRUNKWRESTLING, one word, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And let's get back into the match. And that might have been the longest Manscaped out of all time. (laughs) Cornette's got nothing on us. (laughs) (laughs) So New Jack's bleeding. Bam Bam throws every chair onto him. He gets all the chairs. Okay. Can I just say something here? Go ahead. I was was kind of talking about this pay-per-view earlier and how maybe I wasn't looking forward to watching it. Mm. This match is why. These types of matches do nothing for me now. Look, back in 1998, Mm -hmm. I fucking love this shit. Right. In 2022... Reviewing it for a podcast, I d- <clears throat> these matches, they don't do it for me. Any- There's nothing to them. There's nothing to it. It's kind of guys just hitting each other with shit, right? Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Not that I see this every day, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch well, wrestling but, for this anymore. Well, you know what? I think part of why, for me anyway, 
um, and tell me if you feel the same way. At the time, it was great because you'd never seen this. Now you've yes. seen this a thousand times. WWE yes. made a hardcore division. Um, WCW had a hardcore division. Right. You've seen it all, and it really just kind of wear because there's nothing to it. It's all sizzle and no steak, as JR would say. Yes. And once you've seen it, you've seen it. And it's just kind of, yeah. So I agree. And I actually, at the end of my notes, I said that um, it was a good New Jack match. It was kind of a waste of Bam Bam. Totally. I've I've put yeah. over Bam Bam numerous times on this podcast as the best big man of all time. This match doesn't do him any kind of justice. But I will mm-hmm. say, I would rather watch this match than a Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio I versus I match. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you said it best. I don't think I don't think I can say any better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was probably the worst thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. It was. It really yeah. was. Um, they end up outside. Bam tries to splash New Jack against a barricade, misses, gets fucked up, and New Jack's like, "I would like to go upstairs, Mister Security. Would you help me?" Dude, that's how I knew he was fucked up in this match. Right, they were helping, helping him, like literally carrying him up the stairs. Like, mm-hmm. you need to go upstairs now, Mister New Jack, and jump off the balcony. Right, yeah. So he's up there, and a fan tries to attack him. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you missed it. Was right when he got to the top, kind of right before he did it. A fan came out, and the security stopped him. And I don't know. It was either someone who was drunk or someone mad about that OJ promo, I guess. Hmm. And uh, he jumps off. <laughs> he jumps off, lands on his feet, which has to be the you'd think he's going to land with Bam Bam catching him. Now he lands right on his feet from seventeen feet, eighteen did, feet. How he did not break a kneecap. And or Jim a Cornette's or like, "How the hell did you do that?" No. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, Corny fell from way less far when uh, Bubba didn't catch him. Well, New Jack must have had his contacts in. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, he hits Bam Bam with a with a guitar on his way down. And you're like, okay, Bam Bam's dead. Nah, Bam Bam gets up. He goes on New Jack. Jack. He carries New Jack like a baby (laughs) to the ring. And he gets in, he hits him with that weird pile driver fucking deal. And then, and that was that. Greetings from Asbury Park, game over. And upon that pinfall ends the New Jack music. Oh, right, the music played the whole time. Then it switches to Bam Bam's music, which really, it reminded me of like Ingve Malmsteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not wake up this morning thinking I was ever going to hear that name. <laughs> yeah, well, I unleashed the fury. Well done. Well done. And I hope at least one person gets that joke. Thank you. Good job, dude. <laughs> and if you do, please let us know that you did on the social media platforms at wrestling underscore drunk. Excellent. Adam's such a great host. He really is. Yeah. Host extraordinaire. He's not going to be he's not going to be treated that way during the next roast, but uh <laughs> <laughs> that might take one joke away. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I've been working on it, so uh, I know it's coming. Again, we think we know who the target is, but we're not committed to it yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, next uh, match is going to be the Dudley Boys versus Sandman and Tommy Dreamer with Eddie and Scott's favorite name, Beulah. Vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Gertner got interrupted by Sandman and, and well, or Sandman and Dreamer. Well, hold on. Let's back up because Joel Gertner does do a bit of an, uh, uh, an announcement. Um, <laughs> he did get cut short and that's the worst thing that happened on this pay-per-view because Joel Gertner announcing is the best thing that happened on this pay-per-view. I thought the worst it thing is. to happen was the previous match. No, no. Joel Gertner getting, getting cut off. You're right. Was the you're worst. right. 
Um, but he did have one great line. <laughs> he said, the ladies call me Fred Flintstone because I make their bedrock. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, but I do. Dude. I do. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they cut him off, but they don't cut. The camera doesn't cut to Sam Man and Dreamer for like a minute. Like yeah. it, just stay, it stays they on the They don't even come hell. out for that minute. Yeah, but they're not Typical showing anything. Sandman. It's just like, it's just the hard cam, just a static shot for like a solid 60 seconds. It was really weird. I was like, I started to think like, are they not coming? Are, they, are we doing that thing, you know, where Sapphire didn't come to the ring or whoever the fuck that was? <laughs> right, right, That time, right. right? Yeah, yep. I was like, are we doing that? And then they finally came out. I was like, okay, all right. I don't know. I guess Sandman was loading his pockets up with beer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sandman has his eyebrow pierced. Yes, he does. Which I don't think he had before. And I think he does now because it's 1998. <laughs> he looks like the dude from fucking Biohazard with the, with the, <laughs> the stupid blonde hair. Also, he has a neck injury. Yeah, and he hurts his neck. And he hurts said neck sipping a beer. Right. Which, which just means he's not drank enough beer yet. Which means we have the right guy intro this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. The guy who hurt his neck drinking a beer. That'll be us when we're in like our 60s. <laughs> Peace. God damn it. I hurt my elbow lifting a beer the other day. <laughs> you have a cereal behind us. <laughs> um, vomit looks kind of hot in this match. And I never normally think that about her. And I don't know if it's the boots. Like maybe it's, maybe it's the tall boots. Maybe it's not the beer. I thought it might have been the beer. But then I realized it was Budweiser. So nobody... That helps nobody look hot. <laughs> well, no, but I'm with just you something 100%, about it, dude. I I actually paused this show to look up Beulah nude pics on Google, so I How'd agree with you 100. percent I'm gonna do that right now. Yeah, do it. It's it's impressive. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Beulah. <laughs> Fuck. Are you ready? Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm halfway through a bottle of tequila, but all right, <laughs> we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this in real time on a podcast. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> live reaction. Okay, V O M. No, 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 no. B E. P E U L L A H. Okay, nude. Or feet, whatever you want, whatever you want to. <laughs> nude feet. <laughs> oh, I've seen these before. Yeah, whatever. dude, we've totally seen. Like in the 90s when we found out she had nude pics. Oh my God. I yeah. kept Kleenex in business oh in God. the late 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the match took so long to start that I stopped caring about it <laughs> yeah I was like fuck it let's just skip to the next match the ring entrance is so fucking long dude it's so long um, and they get so in there, they, anticlimactic yeah um, they get in there they start doing some like double team moves like rocker style which was not what I expected from Sandman and Tommy Dreamer no no kind of overkill too like come on yeah and then they go right outside the ring and then Sandman suplexes the table onto Bubba, which was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And then they drape, I forget which Dudley, over the barricade. Sandman leg drops him while Dreamer's holding chairs over him right. from the apron. I'm surprised Sandman didn't break his other fucking leg doing that. You know, the leg he landed on? Yeah. Sandman and Dreamer are a regular fucking strike force in this match. <laughs> yeah. The schlub force. <laughs> Um, and then Bubba takes a Bubba takes a no I think it was Devon takes this leg splash uh, a leg drop splash combo and like has a seizure yeah or was that Bubba no that Devon does that shit all the time yeah, he takes a move you fucking like oh no he he's, he has he's he shivers like jump, to calm his body down 
He's selling it like John Matua in that match with Tank Abbott. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, the Dudleys decided to start tagging. The referee didn't tell them to. They were just like, uh, maybe we should follow the rules. Even though there yeah, are no Yeah, so wait, rules. this is not a Texas tornado? Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. But there's no one enforcing that. No, um, the, nobody the crowd, The crowd stands through the whole show, but they're quiet, which was weird. Did you catch that? Like, yeah, they weren't making a lot of noise, but they were standing. It, it, well, they had exerted a lot of effort in the last match, apparently. They were exhausted. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, sign guy throws powder. Um, <laughs> at, See, normally here is where I'd make my cocaine joke. I'm going to make a cocaine joke. I was going to say, ECW couldn't afford cocaine. <laughs> it was certainly baby powder or bath salts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Devon gets the, the powder hits Devon in the face and he looks like JYD in 88 which is probably why JYD looked like shit in 98 <laughs> I was gonna say he looked like Richard Pryor or Tyrone <laughs> he looks like Clayton Bigsby <laughs> dude Clayton Bigsby didn't do coke come on oh that's right I don't yeah, have a joke to contribute crack. this is all on YouTube I smoke crack, I smoke crack Joe Rogan <laughs> you got crack? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that Sandman did like a, a cannonball onto the barricade, right? He did. He got taken out of the match. Yeah, we were so excited about the powder. <laughs> yeah, right but this that. turns into a two-on-one, essentially. With for a while. With thrown about. Yeah, for a while. And then Spike shows up. Yeah. And, and apparently he, he's incorporated into the match. Yeah, because fuck it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right. And then he, he does he hits a um he hits his finisher the acid drop on Bubba, which is a fucking funny name for a guy whose real job is being a teacher. <laughs> Dude, I would just point out like as soon as I saw Big Dick Dudley, I immediately started laughing because I remember her, remembered his finisher. His oh, total the total penetration. penetration. Total penetration, yeah. That just made me laugh as soon as I saw him. Right, right, yeah. And then he hit it later in the match. Mhm. I'm like God bless us all. <laughs> yeah because Joey Styles called it yeah that's true he did um, so everyone gets in the ring vomit DDT sign guy um, Spike takes a 3D and then Sandman comes back with a Kang Kane not Kang, uh, Kang. while wearing the neck brace while wearing the neck brace he well, gets- let's, let, let's break down the breakdown here right like it okay. all starts to go to shit right so you have Big Dick get in the ring total yes. penetration on Dreamer <laughs> Big Dick driver to Spike Right. DDT by Buell to sign guy. 3D on Spike. Sandman comes back with his cane. Fucking cane shots for everybody, including Big Dick. Who Four of them. His, Hard yeah. ones to the head. Dude, like, takes him off his feet, which you didn't see very often. Like, they booked him like a monster. Yeah. And then DDTs by Dreamer and Sandman. Right, right. For the um, double and then count. That's it. Double, yeah, double, double DDT, double pin, and they win. For, like, like, talk all the shit you want about this match, dude, but that ending was... That was great. Like, that got the crowd back into it. It was a good ending, but um, I just felt it was really predictable. But I guess but I guess it worked. You know, whenever I, see a, guy, whenever I see a guy get taken out, I assume he's coming back because they yeah. always do. Um, so kind of through the whole match, I was just waiting for Sandman to come back. Yeah, you knew he was going to like a James and, Brown sort of thing. And honestly, the crowd probably was too, which is probably why they popped so hard when he did. Yeah. So I guess uh, on a psychology level, it works. It's just, it's probably way better when you're there. Uh, right. Like right. when we were at 19 and we knew Undertaker was showing up, but he did. 
Exactly. Right. You know, so it, it was cool. It, it was it was good. It was probably the best Dudley's match since the first pay per view. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. Next match or next uh, up is another video package showing the shared or the quote unquote friendship and both guys uh, trying to claim the title, uh, which is actually a lead uh, uh, leads into the next match uh, for the ECW Television Championship: Sabu versus the champion Rob Van Dam. Sabu and these comes guys out were with... a tag team. Right? They were a tag team at the time with Fonzie's. Yes. Yeah, that's it's, right. Yeah. yeah. So it, and that ba- it's and that, that backstage other video dysfunctional partnership. That thing. backstage video was so fucking bad. The camera's fucking tweaking out. Fonzie's screaming. It was the worst fucking piece of video I've ever this seen in my life. Entire really bad. fucking match. This Bill Alfonso, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just go straight into. He has my a thoughts. face for whatever came before radio. <laughs> <laughs> Telegraph, I guess. Ugh. Tablet and chisel. Um. So they have this crooked ref, Jeff Jones, which I don't really know the storyline with that because I wasn't watching the show. I think he's other just, than he's crooked. I think Wait. it was just a, it's generally established that he's the heel ref. Among okay. the EC, he, he's w like Nick personnel. Patrick in WCW. He's Nick Patrick, yeah, yeah or Danny yeah. Davis, exactly. Yes, um, and yeah, jo- so they get Joey Styles clearly points it out. He he's the corrupt breath. He's someone's yeah. get, about to get screwed over. Um, so they get in there and they're doing the kind of thing where like neither of them can really hit a move on each other because they know each other so well, which right. is always kind of cool in a match like that. Like FTR just did that recently in the Owen Hart um, tournament. Um, I like that. That was cool. But then RVD gets a mic and he's like, oh, you guys, this is totally a rib on you idiots, the crowd. And it's like, suddenly it's like a um, Billy and Chuck thing. You know, the wedding where it's like, no, dude, we're not serious about this. We're just ribbing you guys for no reason. And it makes no sense. Yeah. And then Sabu like hits him with a dropkick from behind, I think. Right. All of a sudden it's like swerve time. Yeah, and it was like, how fucking stupid is RVD? Like, he thinks this is all a big scam, but he hasn't actually talked to Sabu about it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumb. Yeah, and then Um, Bill Fonzie's in on it. Like, wait, what? And Fonzie's acting like he's with both guys. And he's doing the typical Fonzie shit where he's just getting himself attention. You know, get up on the fucking ring apron and shake the ropes and blow the fucking whistle. And then here's what I have in my notes. Tired of that fucking whistle. Skip to the end. Time limit draw. Yeah, I thought I had to skip hella times, which I'm glad I did now. And if the team is staying together, the finish makes sense. So I skipped this fucking match because of Fonzie. I have swerve, lots of flippy shit on and through tables, chairs thrown into faces, fans brew a broken table, 30-minute time limit draw. Fuck, it was 30 minutes? I thought it was 20. Yeah, dude. 30 minutes. 30-minute time limit draw. Total disaster. And Styles was really hyping this before it started. Like, fans need to watch this match. Did I lose both of you? No. I'm, no, I'm here, dude. I'm here. I lost both of you guys. I can't hear either of you. Oh, no. Follow my testies, voice. Testies. Testies. Leave this in the show, dude, when it comes back. This is fantastic. Hold on. I can't hear you guys. <laughs> this oh, is awesome. Great. <laughs> we can hear him loud and clear. So, my what? notes, I got... Hold on. Got into sloppy beating up quickly. Bill Alfonso, Bill Alfonso shut the shut fuck up. Yeah. Oh, hold and on. You're coming through the computer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
the fuck happened? What hang about on, now? Hang on, hang on. Um. Oh. Shit. <laughs> okay. He's generally. Should be, can I hear you now? We went over an hour. See, that's the issue. Okay, there you go. You're back. Okay, we're Do, back. The right. USB cable got unplugged. <laughs> I don't know how. I must have bumped it with my hand or something. It's magic. Great. Uh, even your USB cable is like, fuck this match. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, my headphones didn't even want to hear about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> they fucking revolt. Yeah, so I, I just want to take like... the energy to give you audio about this match. Right. <laughs> I kind of just am getting to the point where I'm like, dude, RVD was good in, w in WWE. He was cool in WCW because he did some shit you'd never seen before, but his match is kind of, it's just him and Sabu doing shit to each other. You know, there's no right. thought into just, why or when. It was just it's sloppy just, beating up quickly. It's just spots, spots. Or like maybe yeah, I need to go back term. to WWE matches and watch RVD stuff over again. Like, was it Sabu? Did he just not have chemistry with Sabu? Or it was might be it that. RVD. I think it's WWE reigning in RVD. I think what we need to do is watch a RVD non-Sabu match in ECW. So okay. maybe by the next pay per view he's working with someone else. I don't know, like maybe but eventually Jerry he will or be. Something? Yeah, something like that. But it's just like fuck. Like every time I watch one of his matches on here, I'm like, dude, this match sucks. Like he's doing yeah. cool shit, but the match itself is garbage. And I just I can't deal with Fonzie, dude. I'm just like I think I'm putting a moratorium on matches involving Bill Alfonso. So on the next pay per view, if Bill Alfonso is a match, I'm just fucking skip it. <laughs> like, I'm just not watch. I'm not watch. I I don't feel I'm willing to watch Bill Alfonso anymore. Yeah, we don't really have standards on this show. <laughs> yeah, but we do that. That's where we one, draw though. the line. <laughs> You're right. Our, our one rule on the show is no more fucking Bill Alfonso. <laughs> we'll talk about anything, but we're not watching Bill Alfonso shit. Right. No, I just fucking spritzed my balls with the fucking crop reviver on the show. You know what I mean? It's anything goes on here, but... Uh, and you know we watched that. And I showed it to you. Yeah, I did it on camera. No, I will do anything for drunk wrestling history, but I won't do that. <laughs> Thank you, Meatloaf. <laughs> My only other no note on this, Sabu fucks up a running chair to the ropes and DD DDT attempt on RVD to a table outside. It looked like a ballroom dance dip gone wrong. <laughs> so sounds cool. I fast-forwarded it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sure to never watch that. Don't, don't worry, yeah. you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the main event. Finally, main event. Uh, we have a video package where it, it was weird just seeing uh, Al Snow talk normally and serious. But at the, but with, with help me written on his fucking yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. And also, let's point out that Shane got two promos before Al Snow even got one. That's true. Well, in Shane's promo, by the way, he listed his injuries. Again. Which, which include... A fractured palate, broken arms necessitating surgery, a fractured cheekbone, and worst of all, infected sinuses. I, I believe he also had a bruised taint. <laughs> That's a bitch, dude. Finishing yeah, move, the, the sneeze of, of doom. <laughs> the sneeze of doom. I sneezed and crippled myself. <laughs> well, I just wanted to point out that Al Snow promo because, like, like... Yeah, he looks weird with the help me written on him, talking all serious. And then at the end, you know why I'm going to win? The head told me to. <laughs> so, <laughs> just 
fucking that, stupid. That reminds me of uh, how Dave Chappelle transitions from high pitch voice to low bass serious voice. You know, I should have seen this coming from ECW. They were really leaning into the Shane Douglas injuries. They were almost mm-hmm. making Shane Douglas losing look inevitable. Right, right. In 98, I bit that shit hook, line, and sinker. I was convinced we had a new heavyweight champion coming out of this match, but we'll get to that. How did he get so fucking injured anyway? Was he in like a sumo fucking uh, monster truck match or something? <laughs> <laughs> Nice callback, dude. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like Hogan pushed him off a building or something. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, oh my god, brother. Oh no, brother. <laughs> um, Francine's top is crazy. It looks like the top of an apple pie. Like it's like, <laughs> like lattice. lattice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, leeway into the official match. For the ECW World Heavyweight uh, Championship, Al Snow is the challenger taking on the champion, the franchise Shane Douglas with head fran- head cheerleader Francine. Shane- and in very dramatic fashion, Shane takes the brace off his arm. Yes. And we get a show your tits chant. Yeah. <laughs> so classy. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia's showing their ass. Dude. Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and look, aside from that too, you look at these two guys in the ring. One looks the part of a champion. The other looks like a jobber. I'm sorry, Al Snow's gear is not becoming of a champion. A two-tone singlet like Al Snow was wearing with knee pads and white boots, that does not look like a heavyweight champion. Say what you will about the franchise. Right. But the dude looked like a fucking champion. He did, that's true. He looked like the champion of Pug, um, like (laughs) the champion of the uh, Westminster Dog Show. But Shane can say that he never had his show postponed or moved to another channel because of the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, he looked the part. Also, all those phone heads in the crowd made it sound like there was a rat orgy going on or infestation. <laughs> That's why everybody was rat? banging them together. Yeah, a rat orgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, huh. All right. It was just so. All right. <laughs> it was just so much squeaking and action happening, and yeah, it was the weirdest combination. I... Francine interfered early, and then a "She's Got Herpes" chant broke out. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. And there was also a sign that said, "Hey, Francine, my hands, your ass." Love this crowd, dude. Love <laughs> this is such a fucking '98 crowd. It really is, yeah. And you know what, dude? It's one of those things, too. Like, I would have been chanting that to a 98. And of course you so, would have. I would be so ashamed of myself now. Of course. But <laughs> and dude, I'm so ashamed were... of this crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? But, dude, you go like if you put yourself back in time, absolutely, this was a 98 thing. And you yeah. would have been 100% invested in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Joey Styles is putting over how injured Shane is. And right as he says that he can't bend his elbow or extend his arm... He bends his elbow and extends his arm. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> right on cue, yeah. <laughs> then he power bombs out Snow through a, a couple chairs. And for like 30 seconds, he forgets that he's supposed to pin him. Pin him. Right, right. Like he just why follow roll- that up with a pin? Right, he kind of rolls away, but he's like, he doesn't seem so hurt that he can't, he could have rolled toward him instead of away from him. But he's just like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna take a break. Yeah. Again, not uh, a huge franchise fan. But at yeah. least he looked the part. I'm not a small franchise fan. 
So you're not a big, you're not a Shane Douglas guy at all. I'm a Dean Douglas guy. I'm not. No, I've never been a Shane Douglas guy. Okay. I always thought his matches, and this was an exception. Actually, this match was good. I shouldn't talk too much shit because this match was, I like this match. But he was one of those guys in ECW who, to me, like, would do the thing where five fucking times this match should have ended. And now it ends with the power slam. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I just felt like he really was over because he was kind of like the first guy to say fuck in a promo. You know? Like right. He did, and his Heyman matches was were, very loyal to him. Yeah, Heyman loved him. He loved Heyman. And, you know, um, he's from Pittsburgh, and I love Pittsburgh. It's one of my favorite cities. And, you know, I'm going there later this year. Um, he doesn't have his, have his face painted on the wall for Manti Brothers, but uh, he eats there. So, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of good things I can say about Shane, but that I liked him. No, not that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm with you. I always thought he was overrated. There were probably other guys that could have been at the top of the card. Uh, yeah. His match that we reviewed with Bigelow from a few shows ago, not a big fan of that one at all. In fact, I think we sufficiently trashed that match. I think so. But you're right, dude. Like, let's not take anything away from him in this match specifically. It was mm -hmm. good. It, it was. was good. It was really good. Um, Francine distracts the ref and Candido runs in. Snow tosses him, but Bam Bam's out there and he catches him. But I'm like, why distract the referee from all that? It's ECW. Yes. ECW always does that thing where you're like, oh, let's do this heel thing. But the heel things don't actually ever make any sense. Right. Because there are no rules. Um, Al Snow kicks out of a Bailey to Bailey. <laughs> That's where I thought Snow was winning. 1998 Scott was like, this shit's over. Totally, totally. Yeah, I didn't remember who won this match. Um, he hits an Asai Moonsault to Bam Bam and Candido for no reason. And then, for no reason, we get to show your tits chant. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue, yeah, yeah. Right, it should have been a This Is Awesome chant instead of to show your tits chant. Yeah, these guys are working their ass off and they're fucking chanting show your tits of Francine. Totally, yeah. Um, and then the whole locker room comes to the ring and then Snow hits a snowplow for a two count. And then Francine gets in. She takes a snowplow. Yep. And what about um, a wrestling Bam Bam. Move? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, Shane gave her the snowplow later. And if you don't know what that is, UrbanDictionary.com. Um, the faces keep Candido and Bam Bam out of the ring. Snow goes for a top rope sun flip, sunset flip. And then Douglas catches him and folds him up the way Brett did to Davey and gets a three count. Yes. And, and that was a really cool finish. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. Not in ECW. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, definitely not in ECW. I'm not sure I'd ever seen it anywhere. Yeah, Kept it was just a, a very surprising moonsault. finish. Yeah, it was really cool. And every head goes into the ring. Yeah, shocker, right? Yeah. At least um, it was styrofoam and not metal chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was kind of weird, or wooden heads, like they used to always refer to that head as when he would hit someone with it. It's a wooden head. <laughs> um. It was kind of weird to have all the faces come out and then Snow lose. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it sort of <laughs> felt like the end of 10 when Brett won and all the faces came out and lifted up on their shoulders, but fucking Snow lost. And then they both get lifted up on their on everyone's shoulders. And they have their wholesome and, shake. Yeah, yeah they're and shaking then they, hands. Yeah, they shake hands, which made... Uh, why the fuck would they shake hands? Why would Snow shake Shane Douglas's hand after all those run-ins? Uh, right, there was total interference, like... Fuck, you're shaking yeah, was, his hand. Wait, what? Right, it was like Triple H and Sting shaking hands after Triple H hit him with a fucking sledgehammer. Right, right. Hey, good match. Thanks for hitting me in the head with a fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, good win, Shane. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude, I don't get it. That was, it was just weird to me. And then having like the lumberjack style at the end, 
I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was kind of it was it was it was one of those things I felt was overbooked. It, it totally, totally. None none of that needed none of that needed to be there. None of it added anything to the match. Yeah, but overall, it was a really good match. It's probably the best, probably the most I've ever liked a Shane Douglas match. And I started to question, okay, when did Al Snow go to the WWE? Oh, um, this is okay. Wait, this is later this year. Um, it was ninety eight. It was ninety eight when he went there. Um, okay. So maybe that's why he didn't win this match. He was already kind of talking to deal with them. Maybe. What was the what was the date of the show? Oh God, I want to say it was May or June. Yeah, he might have gone to WWE not long after that. Yeah, it was like mid. It was like mid ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It was it was it was after fourteen for sure. I don't remember if he was at SummerSlam, but yeah, it was like mid ninety eight because we just watched St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, he was there part of the Job Squad, but he was there for a bit before he was in the Job Squad. So yeah, this might have been his fucking um, going away match. His last match. Okay. That Didn't even sense. think about that. Um, Draws was there. Did you see that? I did. I had. That's my very last note on the show. Draws is mm-hmm. in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luckily, D'Lo was not. I'm not touching that one. I just, um, have, so to wrap- I just had that. If Shane really was that injured, how did he not inflict more severe self-harm in the match? And if he was that injured, how come Al couldn't beat him with ease? So that just made me wonder what the plans were for Al Snow, but I think you two made a good point that this could, would have been his going away match. I mean, yeah, you'd think a guy with a sinus infection would be unable to beat <laughs> a man of the caliber of Al Snow. Right. Right. Dude, a bruised taint is no joke. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you I've had that. wrestling with that. I've had that. Yeah. But you know what I don't have is a sore taint from Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> He has it. Look at that light. It, it is a powerful thing. I'm blind. Oh, man, these motherfuckers are getting so much bang for their buck. Oh, let the pubes hit the floor. Let the pubes hit the floor. Yeah, they found the exact podcast that loves to talk about balls. Good, good and not them. Mahoney. So to wrap it up, my last couple notes are, it was a good show. Much better than the last couple. Definitely by far the best since Barely Legal. Um, the Just Incredible match was my favorite. FBI were great as always. And um, like I said before, I think I'm putting a fucking moratorium on Alfonso. And this crowd was classy as fuck. Well done, Cobb County. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can expect nothing but class from them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my closing note is, eh, okay, show. Yeah. Wait, Adam, let me ask you, which one was better? This or the wrestling classic? God damn, that's a double-edged Gun sword. Gun to head, you have to choose. I'd probably say this. <laughs> it was okay. definitely this. Yeah. At least there were referees present in this. Yeah. I mean, they, they both had JYD. Yeah. Oh, good point. That's yes, true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Point. That's true. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they had current Coke JYD and post Coke yeah. JYD. Fuck. Unfortunately, they had. Maybe that's probably why he cut himself shaving. Oh, dude. Unfortunately, they had. <laughs> How dare you? What, that horrible Rolls Royce <laughs> giveaway? But to counter it, uh, they also had Bill Alfonso in this episode. Uh, in this show, but I'm just kidding. He didn't look like he was on Coke in this pay per view. He looked like he was on an In and Out Burger. <laughs> Moving on. 
<laughs> this is off-putting. We hope you all enjoyed this. But JYD wasn't off-putting. <laughs> no, he wasn't. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please uh, let us know what you think. If you check it out, it is on Peacock. Again, this is ECW Wrestlepalooza 1998, uh, episode one. Uh, make sure that you find it on there and uh, let us know what you think about that show. What do you think about our review show of it? Head over to the social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Go what ahead. Happened? Go what happened? I don't know. I don't know. I'm try- <laughs> it must be that I don't fancy know. ass drink. I'm that drunk you and I just can't, I can't stop giggling. <laughs> I got the giggles, Adam. <laughs> I can take it home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please remember, like, share, tell everyone, uh, smash that like button, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from all of you. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, despite their giggle attack, but it must be delicious <laughs> drinks that they had during this show. <laughs> I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And uh, we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Manscaped Code. Drunk wrestling. Balls. Balls. <laughs> oh, my God.